Hi, I'm Dave Ferguson, pastor of the Collegedale Church here on the campus of Southern Adventist University. Welcome to our podcast. We're going to explore today some of the relevant words of Jesus Christ in Scripture to my life, to your life. So enjoy the message. Good morning, happy Sabbath, and Merry Christmas. It's a wonderful joy for me to be here with you, worshiping our Creator God, God with us at this special time of year. A little um, bit of background about how we're going to do this sermon today. When I was getting my degree in pastoral ministry, I took a class called Worship, Word, and Music. And in that class, we had an assignment where we had to figure out a way for the congregation to be participatory in the worship with the worship leaders and the pastor. And the idea that I came up with was sermon nuggets. And in the, we'd have a sermon nugget and then we'd do a children's story. We'd have another sermon nugget and then we'd sing a congregational hymn. We'd have another sermon nugget and we'd do the responsive reading so that it felt like more of the congregation was worshiping together. And as I considered the sermon for today, I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to sing more Christmas hymns? I just love the Christmas hymns, and I don't think I get to sing them enough. So thanks to Pastor Jim and several helpers, we're going to have little short sermon nuggets and then a congregational Christmas carol, and then another short sermon nugget. Um, And then the other thing you may be wondering about is the title of this sermon. If you look at your bulletin, it's titled The Sufferer's Holiday. Now that phrase came from the grief share program that we did in November called Surviving the Holidays. And they stated in that program that Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's are some of the hardest holidays for people dealing with grief to get through. And as I was thinking about that concept, I received an email from a group called um, Music for the Soul. And they write music for people going through trauma, for people that have had an abortion and regret that decision, for people that might be in domestic violence or in grief, and they want write music to touch those people's soul. And I received an email with a song that they were announcing, and it just so fit in with that title. And the song is titled, It Doesn't Feel Like Christmas This Year by Steve Seiler. I'd like to read the song to you. The houses and shops are all greening. There's baking and wrapping to do. Outside they're caroling white Christmas, but in my heart, it's blue. December is the time for snowfall, but all that's falling is my tears. I wish this holiday would just go away, cause it doesn't feel like Christmas this year. Candle and Yule lights are twinkling, everyone's merry and bright, but me, I've got a different reason to be silent tonight. People are all full of the spirit. I can't seem to get there from here. Wish I could just pretend that it's spring again, cause it doesn't feel 
like Christmas this year. The calendar says to be of good cheer, to be joyful, to laugh, and to sing. But in the midst of celebration, what do I do with all this pain? December is a time for snowfall, but all that's falling is my tears. I wish this holiday would just go away because it doesn't feel like Christmas this year. As I thought about these words, I recognize that there are many people who will struggle with this holiday. Just to give you a little taste of what, there's been four deaths in the month of December that affect people in this congregation. Actually, there's a fifth one. A young man in his 20s died this past Wednesday morning. Makes five people that have died in this congregation. Yesterday, it was Friday, yes, yesterday on Friday morning, the pastors had the privilege of anointing a man who was having surgery, and the doctors were not sure he would survive that surgery. He did praise the Lord, and praise the Lord that the hospital was open enough to let a pastor in to be anointed, for him to anoint that person. There's, there is suffering that is happening in this congregation. And as I thought about other people who might be suffering, there might be a, some kind of pain, loneliness, fear, or grief that will capture your hearts or one of your loved one's hearts this holiday season, this holiday that was intended to bring hope and peace and joy. And then I wondered, is there a biblical basis for people to have pain, loneliness, hopelessness during this holiday season? Not only did I find biblical examples, but as I was looking through the Christmas hymns, I found one in particular that through the tune and the minor melody of it in the words, represent what sufferers might go through this time of year. And so I'm going to ask Robbie to come and lead it for us. It's number 126 in your hymnal, and it's In the Bleak Midwinter. And let's stand while we sing it also. Number 126, please stand.
The first sufferers I found around the Christmas story were Mary and Joseph. It all started when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. Can you imagine the suffering, these two people in love? And even though Joseph wants to do the respectful thing, I cannot imagine his heart was not breaking because he had planned on her, Mary, being his wife. And what must Mary be feeling? Can I raise a child by myself? Can I raise not only a child, but the Son of God by myself? The suffering, the agony that they must have felt. Their love was at a crossroads, and it took an angel intervening to put their love back together. But let's continue on with the pregnancy. They're back together. You know how it is when you're pregnant, how difficult it can be at times, maybe getting frustrated, maybe irritated, the father not knowing how to comfort you during that time. And then there's this forced trip to Bethlehem because of the stressful political situations. You think we've had any stressful political situations in the last couple of years? In the last month? Last little while? And you know how it is with families on trips? It's gotten a little bit better since we've gotten GPS. I, you know, you don't have to fight with your husband quite so much about what road to take because of GPS. But you know those car rides can get long. And they, Mary and Joseph, had a donkey that they went on. And then the stress of finding a place to stay. Not an easy situation that they found themselves in. And then the suffering of giving birth. I think that there was much for Mary and Joseph to struggle with and to suffer about. And how about our families? Are there things that we struggle with at this time of year? Maybe there's love lacking in your family and you need some heavenly intervention. Maybe there are traveling issues happening. Maybe there's financial issues happening like the person in our children's story who was out of work and couldn't buy presents for his own family. Or maybe different kind of financial pressures in your family. And then maybe there's just the whole parent-child thing and the struggles that that brings along with it. You want so much as parents to do what's right for your kids and you want to keep them happy, and yet sometimes you struggle on how to make that happen. And kids, maybe it's the other way around. You just can't understand why your, why your parents do it the, right, the way that they're doing it, and you're struggling to understand your parents. But I guarantee you that just as Mary and Joseph struggled, we struggle in our families today. And we need a God who decided to come and be God with us. And so our next song leads us into the next sufferer 
the one who decided to come and be God with us. Let's sing together 140, Thou Didst Leave Thy Throne. Please stand. There is 
Thank you for worshiping with us and singing these majestic Christmas hymns. Yes, our next sufferer is God with us. Jesus left the glory of heaven to come to this world filled with sin, or as one song says, a world filled with woe. It echoes the thoughts of Psalm 23 that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some translators translate that valley of the shadow of death as valley of deepest darkness. So verse 4, Psalms 23 could read, Yea, though I walk through the valley of deepest darkness, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. God with us. King David recognized that he needed the incarnation and believed that Jesus was with him. He could say, thou art with me. Jesus left heaven to come to this dark world because God wants to be with us regardless of what we're going through in our circumstances, mentally or emotionally. But coming here meant Jesus would suffer also. Have you, we often talk about the pain a mother suffers as she's giving birth. But have you ever thought about the suffering a child goes through when they're being born? They might not have the mental capacity to express it, as a mother does, but a baby going through that birth canal is suffering as it's going through that cramped place. When it changes the warm environment inside its mother to the cooler environment outside of here, when it needs to breathe and it can't, it's not happening yet. And then what do they do? They smack it. That seems to me like a little bit of suffering on that child. And also, as the child gets a little older, the inability to make their needs known to their parents. It's a suffering that's caused to that child. And as a child grows, and as Jesus grew, did he experience the loneliness and misunderstanding and rejection that so many children experience in our world? And I'm thinking if you think back to your childhood growing up, if I would take a poll and say, did you ever feel misunderstood as a child? Did you ever feel lonely? Did you ever feel the pain of rejection? I'm not going to take that poll, but I can imagine in my mind that most of you think back to an experience that you would prefer not to think about because it still hurts too much inside. I believe Jesus knew that kind of pain too. And then as he started his ministry, he suffered. He was misunderstood. He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was deserted by those closest to him. He suffered on the cross, physical pain, separation from his father, emotional pain. 
Yes, Jesus left the throne of heaven to be God with us, to bring us hope and peace and joy. But he also left that throne of heaven so that he could suffer with us. And as we move from Jesus to our last group of sufferers, it's the shepherds. Shepherds knew what it was like to have a lonely life. They knew what it was like to have a dangerous existence, fighting the enemies of their sheep, wolves and bears. And one night, they are visited by an angel an angel visit that brilliantly lit up the whole sky. It probably brought more fear than the shepherds were used to. And it also brings me to one of my favoriteest Christmas story, Christmas hymns, and that is it came upon a midnight clear. And while the praise team comes to lead us in that hymn, we want you to read it off the screen because there's a section that's a little different. You'll catch on really quick, but we want you to stand and sing with us this version of It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Yeah, I think they're coming. Um, but we can stand, stretch, praise the Lord, and yes, they are coming. <laughs>
sing. It wasn't just that they lit up the sky. What, the, what our praise team did was beautiful. And what you did adding to their singing was beautiful. But can you imagine actually hearing real angels sing? That's an incredible thought. The message that the angel gave to the shepherds was especially challenging for them. There would be a sign, a babe in a manger. They would have to go see this sign to make sure that what the shepherds, that the angels were telling them was true. But that might be difficult for the shepherds to do. According to rabbinical history and teachings, the shepherds were considered unclean. Their occupation was a lowly one. It had no prestige involved in it. And therefore, they were not worthy of God's mercy. So the rabbis had decided they were unclean. If they went near anyone, they had to call out, unclean, unclean, to make sure that nobody got too close to them. How could they go and see a babe in a manger? And there were other factors to consider too. Was it real? Did that really happen up in the sky? Did an angel really talk to us and sing to us? Is it a believable? And who would watch the sheep? Which one of these shepherds would volunteer to stay back? Guaranteed not one of them would. And what would that lead to? A little bit of disagreement probably. Because somebody had to stay with the sheep. It probably caused many emotions, fear. Matter of fact, we know it caused fear because the angel said, do not be afraid. Uncertainty. The question became, would they go and find the babe? What are you dealing with today? Are you dealing with fear? Uncertainty? disagreements among yourself, or maybe some of the other things that we talked about previously? Would you go and find the babe? In Psalms 23, it talks about a shepherd being God with us. In Jeremiah 23, the first eight verses, it compares bad shepherds with good shepherds. And in verse 7 and 8, it says that the good shepherd will bring the people back from captivity in Babylon and that 
the Israelites would remember that as a greater feat from God than being than when they left Egypt. And you know the grandeur of when they left Egypt. And yet, Jeremiah tells them when God brings them out of captivity, it will be greater than when they left Egypt. God with us, our restorer, our redeemer. And when we, lost my page here. (laughs) And when we come to God, Regardless of the circumstances, when we decide that we will seek the babe, it will be a greater experience for us than when the children of Israel left Egypt, than when the captivity, they were returned from it, from Babylon. God's solution to our problems when we come to the babe will seem more significant to us than either of those two for two reasons. One, because God is with us. And secondly, because he's coming back again to take us to where he is. And so, my friends, whatever your circumstances, whatever's happening in your lives, will you come to the babe this morning Now, I know you're all faithful here this morning. I know that you love the Lord because you're here and you're worshiping him. But it doesn't mean that we don't struggle and that we don't suffer in our lives and that we don't need to afresh come to the babe that's in the manger. And so as Robbie comes to lead us in our last song, Come Ye Faithful, I know you're here because you're faithful but I also know you may need to come to the babe again this morning. So hymn number 132, O Come All Ye Faithful.
you for coming and worshiping. Jesus, the babe in the manger, God, go with us as we leave today. Amen. Amen.